Welcome to this episode of Coming Up in My Sneakers. Thank you so much for checking out today's episode and podcast. Today, we have Maddie Nyman, who is a fashion and travel blogger and also owner of an online boutique called Maddie's Fab Avenue. He's also, I'm giving him, him this title, he's also a fashion personality in the Toronto industry, definitely. And you can always find him on Instagram telling you about what he's doing that day and what events he's going to. So Maddie, welcome. Hey. Hello. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. I'm so happy you were here. You're here today and you're able to come. Yes. Uh, so we're going to get right to it. I'm dying to hear about your come up story. I know you've had some ups and downs since even the short while that I've known you. Yes. So uh, let's start with where you were born. Oh, I was born. So I was born here in Toronto, in Canada. I grew up in a little small town. Well, I don't want to call it small, but in Thornhill. Okay. Um, and I was always a city boy. I was always downtown and I needed to get downtown. So I moved down and here I am now. So do, you went to like elementary and high school yeah. in Thornhill? Yeah, in Thornhill. Yes. And when did you, did you go to college at all? Yes, I did. So I went to Seneca College okay, for nice. fashion retail uh, business management. Oh, perfect. And I got my feet wet in the fashion world. So I love fashion from a young age. Um, so I went to school for it and I thought, why not make a career out of it? Wow, you're one of the few people that actually went to college for the thing that they're actually yes, doing yes. now. Well, it took me a while to get there, to be honest. It took me a while because, you know, when you go to college for the first time, you're like, you don't know what you're going to do. You're still young. Oh, yes. Right? So <laughs> oh, you yeah. kind of do different like courses or like you're just trying to figure out your way. So it kind of took me a while, but I knew that I wanted to be in fashion. Nice. So I went and did it. It was amazing. The best program ever. So good. Amazing. And what was sort of like as a kid, what was sort of the first inkling or like gut feeling that you ever got that you're like yep I need to be in fashion to be my okay so growing up um I read Vogue that was like my thing all the kids played basically sports and baseball but I got like Vogue amazing I loved all like fashion television um I had an older brother and uh he was he was into fashion a little bit, but he kind of introduced me to different things that I wasn't interested in. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. he kind of helped me out. So, um, yeah, I was just, like, involved in the fashion world, like, at a young age. So I just loved it. I loved colors, fabrics, shopping, you name it. Like, back in the day when you go over the border to get Abercrombie and Fitch. And, yeah. You know, oh Even Forever 21, yeah, like, I used right? to go to you Buffalo go to Buffalo, and then you go to, like, the outlet mall and all that, and you put your boxes in, like, a garbage bin right <laughs> smuggle it back yeah, across the border back, yeah and like remember bath and body Works all came back with all the scents like yeah and then it came to toronto and i kind of like lost its edge a little bit you know what i mean? know now 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 nobody even cares to go yes. because it's like this we have the same stores here but the uh, exchange rate isn't even worth it yeah, anymore it's uh, actually more expensive to yeah, shop I thought in the when i got home. older i'm like do i am i too old to shop at abercrombie and fitch like i don't know but i remember like back yeah. in the day it was like such a cool thing to wear totally. the flip-flops and all that you know <laughs> yeah, so yeah sure. so I got and um exposed to fashion at a young age so amazing and just so we can have a frame of reference I'm not going to ask your age but like well, I can can you age. okay if you're comfortable yeah me. I'm 37 and fabulous and fa I love it that's like your slogan like yes. fabulous every time I hear that word I think of you um so that's amazing just so that people listening have a context yeah. of like you know um okay great so you're into fashion at a young age and then you're getting older. Did your parents like push you in any certain direction in terms of college or? No, they were, my parents are so laid back. They're so chill. They wanted me to just be happy. 
Wow, that's so that's amazing. what it was. So it was just like whatever you want to do. Like I want you to be happy. Like this, they kind of guide guided me through the stages of like life, kind of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And back then, I was still in the closet, which was like yes, right. So I didn't know. Like I was still coming out of my shell a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't a hundred percent myself. Yeah, I know it sounds weird when you say that, but I wasn't like no, my authentic self of yet. Of course. But everybody in my high school friends are like, Maddie, you were like this. You were like this bat, like in high school. I don't know where, like we all knew. Yeah, so yeah. So I was like, oh, you knew, but why don't you tell me? Because, right? yeah, I guess people. I guess when people wanted me to, in my mom and dad knew. So they just wanted uh, me to experience, I kind of come up with it on my own. Totally. Right? And kind of hinted a little bit of it. So like my, my mom and I were like fashion buddies. We're like shopping uh, buddies and like we shared the same like lotions and like skincare. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, so it's like, amazing. I think I had to come up with it myself. So totally. And I think, you know what? I think, I mean, me, like having a lot of you know friends from the LGBT community and stuff I would still feel almost uncomfortable kind of putting that on them because I think it's up to the person yes. on their own timeline to Absolutely. come out when they want yes. to it's it's not up to anybody yeah. else except for other than them right yeah and so how old were you when you I was about tw- I came out late so I was about 23 24 but I also really... you're 37 so like yes. in that you were in a different era oh, you know what totally. I mean totally like 27 28 yeah. was almost is almost the equivalent to like being 17 18 yes. in 2019 because yes. it's like way more accepted and you know more like widely just normal yeah. you know so okay cool and yes. I'm sure that changed how did that change your life actually oh, at that it, time uh, it was I felt like a huge weight off my shoulders wow. it was unbelievable the support that I got from the community especially in Toronto were a very accepting community there is the 519 and the village and church and Wellesley that has resources for youth or adults like who are struggling to come out of the closet my family and friends have been so supportive they all like knew again so it was just a wonderful amazing experience for my for me wow yeah. that's amazing because yes. a lot of i mean i unfortunately a lot of people don't have stories no. like that so you're really lucky yeah. to have gone through it yeah that i'm very way. grateful for what i'm very like blessed to have that kind of you know, transition when I came out, you know yeah. what I mean? Like when I came out of the closet, everybody was accepting, but I know there's some people out there that yeah. don't have that. But again, I want to say the 519 is a great resource in Toronto Amazing. that help out with different um, experiences or like just kind of give you guidance yeah. to help you through the stages of coming out. So Wow, that's yeah. amazing. We'll definitely yeah. have to link that uh, totally. in this episode. Totally, link it, link it for sure. Um, I didn't even know about that resource, yeah. so thank you for sharing that. No problem. Um, okay, so you go to college yes. and then you graduate college and what do you do like immediately after college? So this is the craziest thing. So um, I call them my program they were saying you're not really going to find a job within the first year because it's very competitive you might have to do some interning before you get into the workforce so during the program I was really committed like I was like in love with it I I volunteered my time for fashion shows um one of my professors her name is Sue Roberg she is phenomenal she's part of our community as well um the fashion community for fashion group international oh nice and I just reconnected with her uh a couple months ago when I was at the fashion group international events and fgi as you can short form it and she's i want i she took me under her wing when i was in college so i i remember doing coat check for a fashion show and Jeannie becker was there and i took her coat but mm, i never did coat check in my life so i kind of screwed up the system i didn't know there was like (laughs) numbers so for me i was like putting I, i just you had to put in a numerical order. I didn't know. I just put the coach on her hanger. To be honest with you, I think I would do that too. Yeah, because I didn't really <laughs> I've never know. Done so it was either. me and my two friends that were in the program and did it together. And, and one, 
I was kind of like not an A student. I was kind of like a C student, but I was very social. Yeah, your social EQ is yeah, off the charts. Like my social, I, I can get an A plus in that. But when it comes to exams or like, you know, that yeah, kind of stuff, I, was, I, I just kind of wing it. Yeah. So we <laughs> always had a hierarchy. My friend Amy back in college, who we kind of still speak once in a while, but she was like the brains of the of our, our of friendship like she just like read it on like a page and a and the notebook and she like knew it right away oh wow then my friend sam was like in the middle she kind of got it but then she didn't get it and i was me asking all the questions i couldn't <laughs> figure it out i'm like let me just get to the exam and i'll like write it or like i'll do a little I'll just guess i'll do a little video on it or something i'll just like sell it yeah right yeah so yeah so it was the three of us working but again i didn't know about their american order my job was to put the coats on the hanger so i did that but i think it was so overwhelmed <laughs> in yeah. the exposure of what i was getting myself into and I clearly screwed it up but we we made it happen we made it work oh that's good yeah amazing so, so yeah so okay so you literally started like oh, bare yes. bones like I don't want to say bottom of the barrel not that coach no. checks the bottom but like just getting your feet wet yeah. in any way that you can yeah and I networked myself when I was in college and then after college I got my uh, job at, at the Hudson's Bay Company I worked oh. for the head office and so how many years from graduating college to I that time I want to say maybe six months oh I that's graduated great. and it was like right away so I did <laughs> a lot of networking and so six months in I replied myself to Hudson's Bay and I worked in re- the rewards department I hope people know what that is because I was back in like the day yeah they still have that do you remember the brochure you get and you can like shop and like you know all that for, for kids listening under 18 years old a <laughs> yeah. brochure is yeah. just- like you know like a catalog you know so my job was a merchandise coordinator. So I worked with the buyer and then we basically, um, I set up the SKUs for the catalog and then I was responsible for shipping it to the warehouse, to the customer. So okay. I got my feet wet in there. Like yeah. logistics and stuff. Like logistics. And then I, I wanted to expose myself to different avenues in that industry. So I went to like the marketing department. I worked with like the accountants. I wanted to really get an aspect of the whole industry. The, Amazing. Yeah. So um, how long did you stay with Hudson's Bay for? Uh, I was I was there for about three to four years and then they had a whole shift in their staffing so that I got laid off. Oh, okay. But which was a great experience for me. I took that as a positive because mm-hmm. I was such a young um How old are you at this point oh, when you got laid I off? I want to say 26, 27 maybe. Okay. I have to read. Oh my! I don't remember. I think twenty six, twenty seven. <laughs> have you come out yet or not? Because you yeah, you're twenty six, oh no. twenty seven. So yeah, I think that was like that year I came out. Okay. I think I think right after that. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was just like a very um good experience for me because I remember going down to the fifth floor and I was like the marble floor. When you go down to that floor, that's like something's going on. This yeah. is like bougie and like this is very something serious <laughs> i got in there i mean i remember a little bit of it i saw like ambulances like the paramedics there oh, with no. like oxygen masks i was like what is going on because people were getting laid off like that hour so they probably laid off like 300 in like an oh, hour oh my god oh so did they bring them in because yeah, they in case people a, start like passing yeah, out because or flipping some people out or like put their lives into that company right <gasps> oh they've probably been god. there for 30 I just got goosebumps yeah they've probably been there for 30 odd years and they had to like got laid off and had to go people home with their like kids panic attacks, panic attacks. oh my god and I remember god. getting escorted out like I had to get escorted out of the building I couldn't even go up and say bye to my co-workers or my boss or get my belongings oh my god it was god. a very crazy experience but I'm happy I went through it because yeah. it me it, I was a life lesson so 
I think I remember hearing about that on the news. Yeah. Like when I was younger, because I think I'm about 10 years younger than you. So I think I was like a kid or possibly a teenager or whatever. And I remember like hearing there was just a massive layup. Yeah, it was like, it was crazy. Like I didn't know. And I think I, I was trying to wonder why it was me. And I don't know. Maybe it was just because they had like. A lot of times it has to do with seniority. Seniority like, or like. Been there the longest. Exactly. I was there maybe longer than other employees or my coworkers. But we're like, you know, we still keep in touch on social media. Like come to our coworkers. And yeah, but it was nice. like a really cool I, I took it as a positive experience nice yeah and so I, you take everything as a that's why I yes. love you that's me too I love it um so then okay so you're laid off and then are you kind of like what the hell yeah, do I do so now I was like, or? what am I gonna do I went on the subway back to Thornhill I didn't live in Toronto yet and I was like getting to Finn Station I was like what am I gonna do like this is weird I had like a routine and like waking up and like going to the big city and like going mm-hmm. to work so I got home and I was like just I asked my parents, I'm like, what do you think I should do? They're like, why don't you contact some of the vendors you spoke to? Maybe they're all having openings. So I found, oh, yes, yeah, so I found, so this is how the journey kind of began. So uh, I found uh, one of my um, old, old uh, vendors I used to work for. They're called Lug. And they do travel and accessories and like bags. It was like okay. accessories. And it was all about color. Everything was color. So, and they were in Thornhill. Their head office was in oh. Thornhill. So it was like totally perfect for me. So I applied and got the job there. Nice. So probably it took me about three months after, four months after. I kind of I was that's still not bad. Yeah, I was still a little young. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna take a couple weeks off. Yeah, I'm kind of over waking up at six in the morning. I want to like go, sh- you know, just like yeah. chill, yeah. right? Hang in the backyard and like you know stuff like that. So and then I worked for Lug, and then it kind of got me into the again selling world, working with customers, working for a brand. And then that took off, and that was great. And then when I came out of the closet, that's then I then I came out of the closet. Then my whole transition changed. I wanted to come to the city. Yeah. So I was like, I'm ready to come to the city now. So one of my best friends moved to the city as well. So he was like, You got to come down here. It's like a whole different world. We both. Grew it's up. so funny because Thornhill is like really not I'm that make, even I'm far. Making but it it's, like I'm making it like it seemed like it's like, like in, you like, live like six hours yeah, away, really like a in North Bay. Ride, or something. But it was just like it's a it's a <laughs> I mean, like Richmond Hill, Thornhill, Woodbridge. It's a different world. It's like it's like a suburb being in it, it is yeah but totally. I know you're close to the city I know people are gonna listen and say okay that's really not far <laughs> like you're making it seem like you live in like a small town like, like you know Timmins, but, yeah. yeah but it, it, it was just a community but you can tell too when you're driving even if you drive down Yonge Street you know as soon as you hit downtown like, yeah, like, like you as just soon as you know. get to like Dundas yeah. you're like okay I'm downtown like now. when you get to Bloor I was like oh this is great but yeah. you know what I mean so actually yeah I guess Bloor would be Bloor yeah maybe I would Young and Eglinton yeah. I don't no, know I, Young and Egg to me is uptown still. yeah it's uptown it's like a little far so I know it sounds like crazy but no you make a good point right and then when I got down here there's so many like experiences and like job opportunities and like it just kind of skyrocketed from here and so you're still working for lug yeah so then I then I left lug so I quit lug okay and then I actually quit I said listen it's not gonna work out I love the they all they were very friendly very nice nice um but I then I worked for an agency so they were represented from a sales agency so, so this is sorry a sales agency. Yes. So this is like so they okay, yeah, yeah so lug was um to get around Canada sell they they help you get around so they have agencies and reps kind of helping you sell in British Columbia and okay. Vancouver and like small towns that you can't really get to so they had a, an agency it was called David Youngson and Associates I know it okay. sounds like a lawyer's office but it, it wasn't does. it yeah, does <laughs> yeah. but it wasn't and they represented about like 60 to 80 brands it could have been fashion home decor giftware oh, nice. and they did we just sold a bunch of products so I thought to myself I work for 
a brand, let's get my feet wet in the agency part and represent different brands. So I left Lug and then I went to David Youngson Associates and I was there for maybe six years. And what'd you do there? Uh, I again, I was an invoice coordinator. Okay. But in that particular role, you had different things. Like you had different roles. I we did this uh, shows, so I trained staff. Like I just had different hats in that right. in that business. And then I got met my husband, mm. and when I met him. I was I was happy at Youngson, but I wasn't happy. I was kind of like, I'm kind of over it. I want to open up my own business. I want to like step out and be an entrepreneur. I always wanted to do that. And then that's how Maddie's Fab Avenue was born. Oh my gosh. Yes. So, okay, so what year is that then? And where did you meet your husband? Like at an event? Yeah, or? so we met on almost eight years ago. So we oh, met wow. for five and then Congrats. eight years ago. So we met on Gay Pride. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, so we went on a boat cruise. It was like a harborfront boat cruise. Uh, and we met there. And oh, so it wasn't work-related. It was no. just while you were at, like, was, working yeah, at that job. Yeah, okay. so it was Pride. And we did, and when I met him, it was an instant connection. It was like Amazing. instant. Aww. And he's much older than I am. So like he has a, a little bit more of like he really helped me out of my shell to be an entrepreneur because he had his own business as well, accounting firm. Nice. So he kind of helped me guide me through the entrepreneurial lifestyle. So, Amazing. Yeah. Okay, so give me like a year roughly when you quit Lug. Yeah, so Lug, what, I opened up Maddie's Fab Avenue in 2015. Okay, July. so that's four years ago. Oh, so yeah, like basically so, so this month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like basically like a, a Maddie's Fab Avenue is fresh-ish, but it's not, right? It's, no, but still, that's already yeah. four years. I'm still adjusting. To, yeah, I, I still feel like it's three years. Yeah. No, I still feel like 15 was only three years ago because I feel like it's 18 still, but it's yes, 19. It's, it's 19. 20, it's maybe so 2020 in January. I know. I can't even believe like, that. Like imagine saying 2020. I don't know like, how it's to. weird. It's so weird. Yeah. Um... So, okay, so that, so Maddie's Fab Avenue is four years old-ish, whatever. Yes. And so then, uh, did you have any time between Lug and Maddie's Fab Avenue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I went to Lug, I went to Youngson, right? Oh, sorry, yeah. that's what I meant to say. Yeah, that Youngson, one. And then, Youngson. And then you quit there, and yeah, then how then much I, time between those two? So I, I I took about six months again, just okay. kind of get like, you know, like, you're just, I want to like relax. Reset. I'm like, reset myself, figure out what I want to do. And then I was speaking to my husband. He's like, go for it. You're still young. Be an entrepreneur. Like this is what these are the steps you need to do. You got to get a business plan. Like so, I just kind of started writing and coming up with ideas for the for Maddie's Fab Avenue. Do I want to be, be a blog? Do I want to be an online boutique? Like what do what do I want to like what do I what what avenue do I want to go what to? What avenue? Do right. You yeah. Take? So then I said avenue because I love New York City. Like it's one of my cities I love going to. It's so inspiring. So I want to make Maddie's Fab Avenue the online boutique. Like avenues you're going on different streets. Yeah. So Avenue was just like a name that I kind of, a word that kind of kept on coming up in my head. So I needed to make something. Everybody called me Maddie. Like Matthew, it was my full name, but my friends and family called me Maddie. I think if you were standing next to me and someone was yelling Matthew, yes. I wouldn't even budge. I exactly. wouldn't be like, hey, someone's calling you. Like I wouldn't, yes. I'd be like, who is that? So only like teachers <laughs> call me that when I was like, they're in trouble, in trouble or, or my mom called me that was in yeah. trouble. So I, I don't really respond to it. Yeah. But Maddie was like my name. So I used Maddie and then I love saying fabulous, as you know. Yes. So then it's Fab like came In your up. blood, I yeah. feel like. So then that's how Maddie's Fab Avenue came up. Amazing. Yes. And so then how did that process go? Like, did you start a business plan first? Did you? Yes. And so you did that. And then like, did you get any type of like grants or investors? Or, no, like, it was all me. It was so all you. Me. And how did you decide, sorry, to 
be online versus like have an actual boutique yeah like, because my husband again he's a, he's an accountant and he kind of guided me through the expenses of having a brick and mortar store i would love to have, have a standalone store one day but the expenses are so yeah. high like the rent in toronto the hydro yeah. the staff the po everything was so um expensive and then i just researched a lot of people are shopping online more than going to an actual brick and mortar store mm-hmm. so they might come to your store but they're going to order online for reorders so I thought let's do an online boutique so I was really researching the whole online e-commerce world and that's why I chose an online store because you have more flexibility yeah. you don't you know you can use your funds or investing in different areas of the brand so mm-hmm. that's why I came up with an online boutique amazing yeah. and did you where is it hosted like are you a Shopify store yeah I'm a Shopify store so I really researched that there's many avenues that you can use um, for an online boutique or selling online and Shopify just was it just clicked with me I felt like yeah. it was very professional the customer service is phenomenal mm-hmm. um, I believe it's a Canadian brand I think it's from Ottawa I think so too I think so and there's too. a head office in Ottawa and Toronto, and Toronto. yeah so, so I, 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 I want to support is. the Canadian yeah my brand is all about Canadian fashion design designers I collaborate with Canadian designers so I really want to keep it Canadian mm-hmm. and it is they really spoke to me and I went to a seminar and they and they were so helpful and I think the platform itself is a very professional platform nice yeah. And so, yeah, on the topic of collaboration, you have done like a few little capsule collections yes. and things with some designers. How did that come about? Um, so I actually, it was during Fashion Week, to be honest. I was huge fans of all these Canadian designers and going to their shows and seeing the collections um, really inspired me to kind of, you know, you go to the shows for a reason, right? To see the fashion. And then I was like, well, how about I collaborate with them? Maybe they want to use a product or a fabric they can't use for their collection we can like make up a -a one-of-a-kind piece so Mm -hmm. i always love wearing one-of-a-kind pieces like something different like sequins or like bold colors i love being different yeah so my slogan is being unique is always fabulous so Uh. right so i then i just reached out to the designers my first one was leslie to be honest it was a first leslie hampton was my first collaboration shout out leslie hampton yeah i love her she's (laughs) fabulous her shows are just phenomenal yeah and i actually met her during inland it's a little a little fair as you call it in yeah Toronto. Like a, a pop-up market and they bring all the canadian designers in one room and it's just like so inspiring and i met her there and i actually purchased that the silver cape that i oh, yeah. yeah so I, I wore that to the cafe awards like this last september and she's i love her so we just started collaborating together nice. so that was my first real collaboration with the canadian with designer the designer nice yeah and so okay great so uh what type of stuff do you have on your your store i should say yeah so it's all one-of-a-kind pieces it's a curated selection of fashion accessories and uh t-shirts and to bomber jackets to jewelry pieces and it's all one of a kind and did that sort of evolve over time or did you yes. just say hey i like this i like yeah this. so over time when i first opened it up i wanted to be more like a gift shop like you're okay. buying cool gifts for your friends and family that you can't find in big box stores and then the whole fashion world just kind of did a three i just kind of fell into it and i thought let's make it a fashion boutique that sells one-of-a-kind pieces that are different and unique with Canadian designers or things that I design. Um, you can't see it now, but I'm actually wearing one of my T-shirts now called the Hayden T-shirt. Oh. So, yes, I'm doing my own private label. So I, nice. I thought the whole the whole fashion world just kind of 
fashion design just kind of came into it. Came in. Yeah. Okay, cool. And now I'm dying to hear about um, what I described you as when we opened yes. this episode, fashion and travel blogger. Yes. So is that sort of a new leg of it your is brand? so exciting. Okay, tell me. Um, I, it's been in the works for about a couple months now. Um, I've been working with a great... Um, two of my great friends who have an agency and they've been guiding me through the process. Um, the launch is going to happen next when week. When you say an agency, which what type of agency? Yeah, they just, it's more of content creation. They do um, they help you guide you through the process of redesigning your like website. Making content. Making stuff. content. Okay. And they're, it's amazing. So like a media slash digital agency. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. So they're kind of, they're guiding me through. Nice. Um, and we've been having meetings and just really, really focusing on the Maddie's Fab Avenue brand. And amazing. What's going to happen in the future? So the blogging, I love writing. I love talking. I love my social media. I love connecting with my followers and asking them questions and they engage. Or I'm getting a lot of feedback with like my, my skincare products I like to use or questions about things. So I'm like, why not make this into like a, a blog and write? Yeah, because right? even your Instagram stories are like, like I'll watch your Instagram stories first, like and listen to what you're saying, but then I actually will hold my thumb on it so I can read because you you have a lot of text in yes. your stories, which is great because a lot of people watch stories uh, with the sound off because they're maybe like at work or yeah, in a meeting yeah, or something. something. Yeah, right? So like it's so good because you can either watch and listen to your stories or read them as well. Yes. So you definitely have a gift for like I, explaining oh, things so that much. way. That's so sweet. Yeah, I, I love writing text because I again, it's like, I, like you said, like some people don't have the sound on. So I want you to kind of see what I'm talking about but I'll have a little text or link something or mm-hmm. like the website that I'm talking about or the product I'm talking about or like my a blogger that I'm talking about my you know like just yeah. I like to put text in there and like little graphics with the gifs I call it gifs you call it gif uh, you know is what it a gift or gif I, I've been saying I think, I think it's a gif I think it is a gif um, I think I'll say gif or gif I'm, but I would love for like the creator of those to just come out and be like yeah. guys it's this yeah that's and what I know like, what perfect. it is like, yeah so it's an, I, I call it gif, GIF. So I use all those gifs on Instagram yeah. story because they're always fun you type in so yeah I like to be do really you know what's colorful. funny I feel like uh, so I feel like it's becoming more of a like a Canadian Anything to call it a gif, possibly, and like because I know I think Ellen DeGeneres calls them gifts. Oh, are they gifts? So I, I don't know. No, but I don't know. I really don't know. Well, so just we're, gonna, go we're, gonna, we're gonna go with go that. With we're gonna GIF. go gifts okay. or okay. Gifts, <laughs> gifts or just gifts. I don't know. Yeah, but, those things. Yeah, but I love using that. So yeah, yeah, my social media. So using text is a great thing. And so the blogging world is going to be a whole new avenue for myself. And I'm amazing, amazing content coming up. And I've been writing. Um, I took a little social media break a couple of weeks ago just to kind of like get my head together, nice. escape it, and then just write. And now I'm getting back, you know, next week it's going to be a really great week. So I'm really excited. Amazing. Yeah. Um, and I hope you're okay with me asking you this too. I wanted to just quickly touch on... Um, you went through a health thing oh, recently. Yes. Oh, yes, yes. And so I just know that probably there's so many it. people that yeah. are like running businesses and just like in relationships or just doing life. Yes. Uh, so do you want to just tell me a little Absolutely. about your journey? And where did that like fit yeah. in um, yeah. to everything? So oh, were I'd you, love to. I love that. Okay, yeah. So yeah. it was Crohn's. Yeah, it's Crohn's disease. And so, were you born with that? Uh, you were born with it, but didn't I didn't get diagnosed until my early 20s. So I oh, knew okay. something was, it's, it's an, um, a bowel like kind of like in your in your your large intestine and small intestine that's where the disease is okay and it you it, it's um effective for your um digestive system so when you eat like certain foods you get a flare-up 
Oh. So that's how it all progressed. So when I was growing up, I knew I had something. It was very weird, but I never like took care of it. I thought, oh, I'm just going to grow up. I'm a kid. But, but yeah. I'm or a like I just ate too much candy today. Yeah, I ate my too much candy. Hurts. I had little, like, little <laughs> pains. But then when I got older, I'm like, this is a little weird. So I went to my doctor and they said I have Crohn's disease. I got a colonoscopy, which is like a lot of people don't talk about colonoscopies. Mm-hmm. It's very important. Um, and you go in. It's an easy procedure. People think it's really intense, but it's not. It's very easy. And then I got diagnosed with Crohn's and I, they, I had to deal with that. Wow. So over the years, um, I was supposed to get an operation, but I never did. I was so freaked out. I was like, I can't do needles. I hate that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I kind of push it aside. But as you get older, you kind of get, I don't know how I explain it, but you kind of get a little bit more courageous I believe like you kind of I think you realize that like the only yeah. person that's going to take care of you is, is you. you and so yes. like suck it up and take the needle yeah. because you need to take care of your this health this is a I think helping that's what I just do it right yeah so it's no longer your parents bitching in your ear yes. it's like you in your yeah that's like, what I thought my mom was like if you do this you'll have a whole different lifestyle like you know yeah. you get to eat better foods you get to live a normal life you don't have to worry about going to the washroom 15 times a day or yeah. if you're in traveling and you're so it, it all progress over time so because social media is like a huge platform for us i really want to document the whole story so i i did igtv i took you through the process of crohn's what it is to the operation itself and i i, I did my instagram stories i did blogs about it i remember i was yeah. following yes yeah, so i did blogs about it and i actually took you on the journey with me but nice. it, it's been a game changer. And so from your diagnosis, at you said, what, 22? Yeah, 22, I really felt the symptom, like the symptoms of it. And then in my, yeah, so then when I hit like 20, when I came out of the closet, that's when I really took care of it. Okay. Yeah. And then you just had your surgery. And February. What, a year? Oh, a of this year. year. And yeah. you're 37 this year. Yeah, yeah. So it was a 10-year period that you yes. were like knowingly living with yeah. it. Yeah, it was horrible. Some days I couldn't get out of bed. Oh, no. Uh, the cramps. It's like, I always say, I know I don't know what it's like to have a period cramp, but like it's like having a period cramp. We have to put heating pads on. You just, you can't eat. You feel sick and nauseous, like that kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. So it, a food can trigger you. Stress can trigger you. That's why I kind of opened up Maddie's Fab Avenue to have that avenue so I can be in the present. So I can say to myself, I'm not going to work today. It's okay. I don't have the pressure of my boss calling or a yeah. coworker or have that, that stress and anxiety because I do suffer from anxiety as well. So I'd also add it to the flare-ups as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's different flare-ups and it comes and goes. So like you can have like a day where you cannot eat or it's it's horrible oh my god yeah so are you kind of like in the clear now oh yeah so now like the surgery went so well like i was terrified because i was like i didn't know what to get myself into yeah they cut out a foot long of my small intestine so to to even understand that there's that much in our bodies is insane it's insane and (laughs) and be honest i have no scar like i'm very open about this because the more you talk about it yeah the better it will be because maybe someone listening has stomach aches and they don't know yeah ibs or colitis it's all the same family and mount sinai hospital guys it is amazing they have a whole floor dedicated to crohn's colitis oh my god i didn't know that floor they have all the resources social workers you name it they have it Wow. Yeah. So that's great. It's a, yeah. So I'm also part of this researching thing now. So my doctor asked me if I'd be part of the research. So I, I oh. yeah. So in the states, like they call me, I give them my food plan to help with the cure of Crohn's. Yeah. So I'm part of and that like the journey guidance. now. The wow. Guidance. So I'm Congratulations. Really that's so amazing. Yeah. And it's nice that you are so willing to talk about oh, it. Oh yeah. Because like, really, I think conversation just helps other people, whether you're intentionally trying to help them or not. I think just hearing somebody else talk yeah, about totally. it is like, oh shit, like I can relate to yes. that. Like maybe I should go get a colonoscopy. 
colonoscopy or like checked yeah, or something. Yeah, you know? double check it. Like you, you should go every. I think I think they said every three or four years, but I do it every year. Yeah, well, especially just because my Crohn's. But now that I had the operation, it's not like I'm 100% cured. They it could come back, but with colitis, this is the big one. So if you have colitis, they take out the large, your whole large oh intestine. You have to have two operations. So you have to. They take out the whole. I'm going to get a little graphic. Hope it's okay. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. So they take out the whole large intestine, including your anal, like okay. the, that part. So you have to have a stoma. So a stoma is a bag that they connect. So your intestine is kind of exposed. And they have a bag. Oh and you have to God. like, basically, you're going to the washroom in this bag and you have to like dump it out. and for Forever? S- no, for six months. Oh, my God. Oh, six months. That's yeah, a long time so still. I know, six months. They train you. So I, I had the dot there just in case my operation was going to go a certain way. If I needed to be, they train you and guide you through the stoma. But oh. after that, with colitis, you go for your second operation and you're cured. Oh, yeah. Okay, at uh, least that's good to yeah. know that. So, like, like, you're you're in the clear. But with Crohn's, it could come back. You're not 100% oh, okay. cured, but, like, it, they take out the effective part in your intestine, and they put it, they sew it back together and, like, put it back together. Oh, okay. So, it's like, I kind of explain it like a, like a blockage, like your drain blockage. Yeah. So, like, no food can go down. Anyway, I'm talking a lot about this. No, that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Podcast. Yeah, <laughs> it could be a whole different We went from fashion to it's this. part of your come up story, Yeah, right? Though, right? So, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. If you need any more information, let me know. I have my blogs on on my my site my uh, maddiesfatmadly.com and my insta stories has the igtv you can dm beautiful. me and ask your questions yeah beautiful thank you yes. for that um okay i want to ask you about your favorite footwear that you wore here okay today. i wore them today so. yes and so first let's describe to us what they are yes. and then tell us why you love them okay so these are my new balance okay they're new balance running shoes i live by new balance i don't know what it is about sneakers but i feel like i'm walking on a cloud yeah like i went to the running room i don't know if you know running room yeah. and they 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 put your your foot into this machine thing and they oh. measure yeah. you and they tell you what sole you need so i got the i feel like they're a custom made for me but they really weren't but they the store knew what shoe i needed because that was it's comfort it's my yeah. travel so these are my go-to running shoes Amazing. and they're different colors because I, I like to be a little bit you know fabulous and unique yeah. so they're like bright orange or i want to call orange or pink and a bright blue nice and we'll have a photo of these on the yes. instagram that you guys can go check out um and so why do you love them so much just that they were like custom made so, for you yeah they're so comfy um they've been around i've traveled with them so they've been to new york they've been to london they've been to paris so i feel like i connect with i don't know when it comes to fashion you connect with your yeah. garments like your a shirt that you bought when you're like 18 you're still it's like can, memories yeah you, you you smell it or you look at it and say, oh i wore that and when you go i when i travel when your clothes go in a suitcase it's basically going around the world with you Mm -hmm. so that's why i say it's been like these touched like parish streets Mm -hmm. or this one to like buckingham palace like it has a little bit of the queen and like Ah. megan markle like now like right yeah i have i I relate them so that's why they're so important that's why i can't get rid of clothes a lot because they have such like a a connection (laughs) with them same here and they also become vintage eventually yeah and they have like a story to tell like i mean my husband still has the same shorts and same t-shirt that i first met him in oh so when he cute. wears that outfit i'm like that's the outfit i wore like i remember like that's yeah, the outfit like that, you cannot when... give away the outfit but he's like maddie it's been eight years ago and i'm like no <laughs> but like, like, no it doesn't fit doesn't matter just keep it in the closet because it's a memory yeah. right oh, that's cute yeah, yeah. I, I agree i agree everyone has their things so we will keep photos and we'll keep other things yeah, it's clothes, clothes. I don't know. me yeah. too 
Okay, cool. And one piece of advice for somebody that is, uh, might be walking a similar path to yours. Um, yeah. Don't give up. That's the one thing I have to say. Don't give up. Stay positive. Be kind to each other. Support each other, uh, especially in the Canadian industry, in the Toronto industry. We're all here to support each other. Um, we're here to celebrate the accomplishments and just be enthusiastic and just don't give up. Just go for it. Follow your dreams. There are going to be ups and downs. That's normal as a human being we all have the ups and downs even through health scares or friendships or networking just go for it i one thing is don't give up and just keep going and be kind to each other amazing i love that it's so important because it's so easy to get discouraged yeah don't and yeah okay great um, well, that's it for this episode. Well, thank so, so thank much. you so much um, for coming. So, everyone listening, you guys can all follow Maddie at Maddie's Fab Avenue on Instagram. So, it's just M A T T Y S and then Fab, F A B, and then Avenue. No periods, no underscores. Uh, you can also follow the podcast at Coming Up in My Sneakers. Same thing, just spelt the regular way, no underscores, no periods. Um, Have a great week, everyone, and don't get caught wearing dirty sneakers.